Hi, Amanda. Oh, hi, Kristen. I'm just over here reading my book. Welcome to the Yay. second half of part one of Big Dreams Daily Joys. I really, okay, so this is a short part, but yeah. it's like two really important things. Totally. And when I was breaking, when I was breaking up part one, it was, here's all the stuff that was really important to like, what is goals? What right. is a good goal? Here are goals, blah, 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 blah. And like, go and listen to part one, part one. Yeah. Yes. Part one, part one. <laughs> and now part two, part two, two. Part one, part two. Uh, yes. Part one, part two. <laughs> Work harder, not smarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> part one, part two. Now and here in part one, part two. Pages 30, pages 24 through 31. Two really important things. Stop waiting until you're ready. And no one knows what they're doing. Ah. Uh, right? Preach. Like, yes. Okay. So stop waiting until you're ready. Because guess what? There's no such thing as ready. That's the freaking battle cry of this podcast. Yes. Of this podcast and our Crafty Ass Female podcast. We were not ready for that. And we just did the thing and keep doing the thing. And I would say we have a little bit of a stride. So we don't know, completely don't know what we're doing. But. We also figure out a lot of things as we go. And you have to. Right. Because you have to make choices. I mean, the first one was, you know, which podcast host to go with? Should we have a website? Like, where should the website be? What should the graphics yeah. be? You know, what do we record on? All of these things. And if you try to make the best decision for each one of those things, mm -hmm. you're going to literally go crazy. Right. Because you could spend a week researching each one yeah but there is no like there is no best answer right sometimes something might have a best answer for you in a moment yeah but i think one of the big faults that we find up we wind up falling into is you might find the right answer for you in that moment but then when you go around and you research all the other things that thing that was right for you in that moment isn't right for you in the moment anymore because all the other things have changed because it's, you know, the time has changed and now that's different. And because of the doing. Right. And that's why, like, the whole nature of what is happening right now with this on its own podcast was because we knew we wanted a book club and we decided to start one. And then by starting it, we came, you came to the connection and the conclusion that this needed to happen. Like we didn't even know that this could have been possible until we had done the thing that we weren't ready to do. <laughs> right. We just started recording our video of right. reading a book that we wanted to read. Right. Because we liked Mari Andrews on Instagram. Yeah. And she had a book. Yeah. And I was like, let's discuss this. Yeah. And even before the the purpose of the thing fully fleshes out. Like we now understand that this is a great extension to the podcast, that this furthers the connection with already our listeners, that this, every single book we choose ties into our themes, you know? So like that purpose wasn't exactly clear at the start, but it forms. Like usually people say, I can't do this until I understand why I'm doing it. Well, you have to understand why you're, sometimes you get a feel for why but it doesn't flesh out until you do the thing. And that's bullshit. Like, right. I mean, we breathe before we understand why we know how to breathe. Yeah, true. 
like all of our bodily functions. We do that before we understand them. And like most people don't understand why we breathe. Like when you really like, you know, when you really nail down to it, how many adults understand why we breathe? I might be one of them that doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand it completely. I mean, I get it. You know, I, I get that. It. Right. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing. Yeah. How many actually people, how many people actually accept that we breathe? That's, <laughs> that's a different question. But like, we don't need to understand everything completely before we do it. There are yeah. a lot of things that we need to understand a lot of before we do them. Yeah. Driving. You need to understand a lot about driving. The rules, yeah. what a speed limit is, right. what the brake pedal does, you know, generally how you should operate a car, 10 and 2, you know, yes. don't text and drive, all of these things, you know, what a lane is, what a turn signal is, what the green light and the red light mean. Yeah. But you don't need to know what the carburetor does, and you don't need to know what the clicky noise is when the car doesn't work. Right. And I love like that whole thing that we were talking about is her saying, stop waiting till you're ready. And then on page 26, I love the juggler metaphor because it's almost like a caveat to that. Cause she's saying like what you're saying with the carburetor, like you don't have to know what the carburetor is before you start working on it. But the juggler metaphor says you have to know when you have the space to learn about the carburetor. So it's right. So I love the juggler metaphor because she's saying you don't always have to be ready to tackle things, but you have to know when you're ready to start tackling it. So it's like, you have to know when your life's flow, when you have the energy to invite something new in your life. And I think the phrase that she wrote, it's, so jugglers, while they are aware of each item, they're actually handling just one or two things at a time. And I love that. You're aware of how many things you have going on, but you're actually tackling one. Right. And you know how long you have until you have to tackle the next one. Yeah. It might only be a second. It might yeah. be half a second, but you know that you have that half a second. Right. And like when you really stretch it out and you slow down time, that half a second is a long ass time when you're juggling five plates. Right. When you, it only takes you a tenth of a second to grab it and throw it up in the air again. Yeah. A half of a second is five times that amount of time. Right. And I've always felt, I love that metaphor because in retrospect, thinking back, anything that I've, any creative goal that I've set, this podcast included, that we've reached for and I've done has been successful because of that. I've been aware of my other responsibilities, but known that I've been able, that I would have been able to take that on. Anything that's failed is because I thought I could do it all at once. Right. So it's just been so interesting to think back and go, oh, this has worked because, or I've held just enough of the plate. Like you have the other part of the plate. So it, it, it's that too. It's knowing I can take on what Kristen doesn't and vice versa too. Yeah, and I think the things that I really like about the second half of this chapter are that it's a lot of permission giving, which I think we need a at which I think we need at I want to say the front of goal setting, yeah. which is like just before we do any goal setting at all period. 
of like this is how you can set goals because this is how you know everyone is with goals Mm -hmm. because we don't set we don't do a lot of goal setting work in school we don't do a lot of and and the, the type of goal setting work that we do in schools is a lot of the type of goal setting where you don't fail Mm-hmm. it's the type of goal setting where no matter what you're going to get to the end and it's going to be okay. Right. Which is good. Right. In, you know, for certain things, but it doesn't tell you to stop waiting until you're ready because it's school and you're on a certain schedule and, you know, you go to class on Tuesday and it's like, okay, well today we're learning how to do goal setting. Right. And these are the dates that we're going to, you know, do step two and step three. Yeah. And at the end, we're going to have a final product. Right. Project, grade, whatever. And it certainly doesn't tell you that no one knows what they're doing. Right. And I think, I think when you, like, I thought about school when I saw the phrase, nobody knows what they're doing. And then you mentioned school, but I feel like that really comes up during college because I think in high school, you know what you're doing. You're following your syllabus or you're following your schedule. Like it's when you're on your own to make decisions that you've never had to make before, at least in my experience, that was college for me. Like I was shocked that I didn't know what I had to do and that it was up to me. That's never been the case before college. So anyway, so that's, I I feel like school is the right uh, connection to make. Yeah. And well, I think that's especially true with college because, you know, when you get the syllabus, all you get is the grading rubric. You know, here's how you get an A, a B, C, a D, an F. Yeah. Here's the readings. Here's when to show up. Right. And then the, the syllabus that you get is based on the class that you choose, which is supposed to to dictate what career you're eventually going to get. Like all of those decisions that weren't being told to me that I had to come up with were, you know, and then, so then what she said, like, again, on page 28, the thing that really stuck out and it was part of a longer sentence. So it was weird to me because I heard this on audiobook actually. So when she, when Elise read these phrases over audiobook, read these words, they just like popped out at me. But the whole phrase is, when you are always looking around and comparing yourself to others, it's easy to forget what actually matters to you. So the what actually matters to you wording like popped out of me because I think what she's saying is nobody knows what they're doing, hands down. You know, we figured that out already. But in order to do anything, because nobody knows, there's no roadmap, there's no step-by-step to anything, then you have to know what matters to you because that's going to be how you decide. Correct what you're doing. Right. So like, that's been a big revelation. I re- we, I read the art of gathering, which was recommended by Jennifer Perkins where she was reading it. And it, a lot of that was in there too, where it's like, if you're hosting a gathering, what is the purpose of your gathering? What is important? What is it? What is about the gathering that actually matters? And then every decision on the gathering should be pointing to that purpose. And the same with life and goal setting. It's like, what is, what actually matters? Set goals about things that actually matter. And then what do you, what are you doing? No one knows what they're doing. Well, you're doing stuff that's going to take you toward what matters. Yes. It's like, 
that's like revolution. Like I, to me, I was like, oh, what does this person want me to do in the past? Or what should I do? Or what is expected? Or, you know, it's so funny how muddled decisions get and how clear they in essence should be. I feel like this is something that I've always been pretty good at. Nice. Is just like asking these questions, whether it's well, answering them, I think is a completely different right. thing, but coming up with these questions of, well, why am I doing this? What is the point of this? Right. And then like, what is the point of that? And then like, where do we go from here? And like, what, yeah. why? And then like, again, why? And then again, why? And figuring out your values can be incredibly important when it comes to goal setting, which I think our one little word episode on, on the regular podcast is so important because when you have that guiding word, when you have like a guiding philosophy, when you have, you know, when you know what you want from life, period it's a lot easier to set goals because you don't have to go and do that big heavy lifting every single time. Right. Cause like what, what we said on, on the, on the one little word show, you know, if I know that my big theme for 2020 is connection and you know, your big theme is home, then if we make, you know, goals for the year, we know those themes are running through them. Right. We don't have to start from what would be the very beginning and say, well, what matters to me? Mm. Because home matters to you and connection matters to me right now. And so I need to see connection running through my goals. Right. You need to see home running through your goals. Right. And so doing that work from, you know, from the beginning, from the, the, the start, having a firm grasp on your values, knowing what you want from specific places in your life is really important. And just being in tune with yourself is, is really, really useful. But at the same time, nobody knows what they're doing. So yeah. with your word being house, you might look to Jennifer Perkins for inspiration, but I know your style is not her style. Right. So that might be great for what Jennifer Perkins is doing, but that's not going to be Amanda's home style. Right. So even though like Jennifer Perkins is figuring out what she's doing all the time, it's not like she has a Jennifer Perkins roadmap to becoming the Martha Stewart of Jennifer Perkins. Yeah. And then you have to follow the Amanda roadmap to be the Jennifer Perkins of Martha Stewart. <laughs> right? like, we, we all have our own thing. And this is exactly what you were saying is like, we can't, because nobody knows what they're doing, you have to know what it is that matters. And because you need to know what it is that matters, you also can't wait till you're ready. Yeah, I like that. Because if you wait until you're ready, all those other things are just constantly going to be changing. Yeah. 
That's and, true. Like, because we talked about how our words, um, on, in the One Little Word episode, we're constantly talking about how our words evolved throughout the year. Our 2019 words are just, like, constantly evolving. Yeah. So, I mean, if every word we've ever used has evolved over the year, like, trying to find that one finite point of when you're ready. Yeah. That, like, that doesn't exist. Yeah, and it's always, like, I love when people say, like, oh, I hate doing this, but you love, you love doing something more than you hate doing it. Like, you know what I mean? It's, like, it, it, the love of something or the excitement for something outweighs how much you might hate the thought of something. So I always feel like, even if you're not ready, how excited or inspired you are about the thing that matters most, that it's greater than the not ready feeling. You know what I mean? Like yes. that's kind of what happens is that you, your excitement to tackle an actionable thing based on what matters the most to you is more than the fact that you're afraid that you're not ready. That's yes. what happens. And I love that like on the last page of this part of the book club, page 31. So let's get started. Like she's ready to to jump us into the rest of the book. She says in that last paragraph, she goes, I want to show you that you have enough time for things that matter to you. And how often are we like, oh, this matters, but I have so-and-so and so-and-so to do. And how we push off. I love that concept because I've never felt it really. You know, whether it be my crafts or like I have to do stuff for, like this has been a big challenge for me in teaching because I could take, I could easily take things home that would last and that's funny because I just said my word and, you know, whatever. But, like, I could easily take things home that would last until I had to go to sleep. And I used to. That's why I was burned out with teaching the first time around. But now I'm understanding that I would have time for my home the way I want it if I set time for home the way I want it. And don't let that interfere. So I'm excited about, like, that idea. Yes, absolutely. And I think to, to, to illustrate the exact point that you were making before – Elise has on page 30, and I love these gorgeous uh, pages. With that's these. what I miss when I listen to the audiobook, when I, audiobook. When I check back, I'm like, oh, that was in a big, colorful page. Like, yeah. Goals are about getting results, yes, but working towards your goal is the best part of this process. And, like, we've talked multiple times about doing the hard things this year. Yeah. yeah. And, like, if you should enjoy the hard parts about your goal. Yeah. Because that's where you're learning. That's where you're engaging creatively. That's where those muscles that you feel like might hurt a little bit when you're working them out for the first few times, but like you're done and you're like, oh, that felt really good. That's exactly what she's talking about. Working towards your goal is the best part of this process you want to be working on something that makes you feel good when you're doing it. Yeah. Or at least as soon as you're done, you're like, damn, I felt good that I did that. Yeah. And also there's a feeling of like, damn, the world didn't crumble that I didn't hit every aspect of the, like, it's also right. the doing of the goal is like realizing that the hard made it not only worth it, but made you realize that it wasn't the end of the world, that everything didn't get done. Like, I feel like we think that going in sometimes that perfectionistic attitude, perfectionist attitude. 
Right. And I think so many times we talk about like, well, well, what does perfection look like? Mm -hmm. And then we forget to say, well, what does perfection look like for me at this time, in this place, with the limitations that I have on me right now? And then we refuse to even go into those questions. We only ask what is perfect. Like when we don't even ask what is perfect. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just say this isn't perfect. Yeah. And it's not until we ask ourselves like, oh, well, you know, well, what is perfect? And then what is perfect for me? And what is perfect for me right now? And what is perfect for me right now with any limitations I might have? And every single layer of that question, we're giving ourselves more and more grace and questioning, one, what, what is perfect? Mm-hmm. And two, what does reality look like when matched up with false views inside our head? Right. And I think the, like, the more that we can compare those two things, the healthier we'll have, like the healthier we'll have um, the relationship with ourselves. Yeah. Because there are a ton of us with, what what do we call it? Recovering perfection syndrome? Yeah. You know, however we want to refer to it. Yeah. (laughs) And a lot of us just need to take an extra 10 or 15 seconds, which a lot of us refuse to do sometimes because we don't think we have a 10 extra 10 or 15 seconds and say, well, what even is perfect? Because if it's in, you know, if it is in, if it's about a creative project, oh, my stamping wasn't perfect. What does perfect stamping look like? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And right. No, like that's, that's the other thing is like so many people I know, and I was one of them before, get anxious about stamping because they think they're going to mess it up. Probably. Stamps are made to be messed up. <laughs> they are. You know, if you have dye ink, if you have uh, pigment ink, they come out totally different. So depending on what type of look you want, you need to use a specific thing. And if yeah. you don't know what it is, it might not turn out the way you think. Right. And so, like, until you're asking yourself all these questions, you are not, like, you're not giving yourself enough information. You're not informing yourself enough to make a good decision. You're setting yourself up for failure. Right. I think it's something as simple as, like, I want to do this project with stamping, and I want it to be fun and manageable, right? Let's say that's what matters most to you. If you're making decisions, if while doing that actionable stuff for the goal and you're thinking about that, the most important thing to you is to make it manageable and fun, then you wouldn't let something like a messed up stamp hung you over because you're making the decision for it to be fun. You could, if you wanted the decision for it to be flawless and perfect, can't, you know, then that's a different. Right. Do a digital project. Right. Correct. Don't, so don't it's like, use stamps. Yeah, Right. And it's, a, it's again, like what matters the most to you about the project and like the goal of getting it done. I've been loving watching Allie's thing and how she does it because 
that's really what it's about for her is to just get the story down, make it easy and fun and manageable. And I love how she makes decisions. She's like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, all this stuff got messed up, but I'm still good. Like, I love yeah, that Yeah, no, sometimes she just literally has things that are crossed out in her book. Yeah. And she does this for a living. Yeah. And she does pretty goddamn well for a living. Right. But it's also because what matters most to her is getting it done and being an example of how it just can be manageable. Right. And done. Because <laughs> done. It's like done. Like right. Done. This is not about, appreciate oh, things. look at how perfect my Christmas memories are. Right. These are about stories. And she tells right. one story a day. And if she has the time, you know, she has a certain amount of time to tell the story. And sometimes the story doesn't have time for her to be like, oh, no, messed up. Gotta yeah, do it again. It. Right. And sometimes she does. Right. Sometimes I it love, does. Yeah. Uh, but, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Because that's life. Right. But she makes the choice to, of course, if it, whether it does or it doesn't, and she reprints or redoes something or doesn't, it's still manageable and fun. Like she's yes. still making the choice to do either be, because it, she can manage to do it and because it's still fun to her to reprint. Like, I love that, that it's not, be, it's not out of a fear. It's not out of that. Perfect is the goal. Like the goal is manageable and fun and done. Right. And I think fear is the right word. I think we I think our perfection comes out of a place of fear of people are going to be like, Oh no, there's something wrong with that because it doesn't look enough. Right. And this whole part of this whole part two of part one (laughs) is Elise saying like that, that couldn't have, she couldn't have factored in how perfect everything was going to be because everything was experiment pretty much that she tried. Right. Yeah. And like, that's the coolest stuff. The coolest stuff is the stuff that nobody else can come up with because only you can come up with it. Yeah. And like you were saying, and like we were talking about in the One Little Word show, and I know this is getting long, but I think this is a really important part because we're not going to have a show next week. And this is, you know, the getting started about your goals part. Like you were saying in your One Little Word point, the point, one, of the, one of the points you were making in your One Little Word was about how the little things were the things that were making you excited. Uh Um, Like putting like basic things and then making them yours were the things Uh that were magical. Yes. That's the word you use magical. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing here of like your goals can be, quote unquote, the same thing. Like that, that's, that's what I said. Like maybe you want to write a book. Your mm-hmm. book's not going to be the same as the other person's book. Right. You know, you're not going to rewrite Harry Potter. Right. Like don't e- do that. They will sue the shit out of you. Right. Even something so simple as like a bed routine. Like how do you tuck yourself asleep at night? Like everyone tucks themselves asleep at night, but what is your magical combination of like. Right. Being- and you can't, there's not a perfect right. tuck routine. Right. That's not a thing. Right. But, but the you do stuff you. that works for you, right, would make it feel magical. And, and like, that's, that's the stuff we need to stop beating ourselves up over of, like, and you know what? What's perfect for me in 2019 might not be what's perfect for me in 2020. Yeah. And what's perfect for me in January of 2020 might not be what's perfect for me in August, September, December of 2020. 
Right. And I think Elise has really been good at like celebrating her experimenting and celebrating the trying, like not just celebrating the perfect outcome. It's celebrating, like you say, the hard, the trying, the not being ready, the let's do this, the experiment, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, so I, I just, and then, and then doing all of that and celebrating all of that because it's in alignment and support with what matters the most. So let's just figure out what matters the most and go crazy, whether we're ready or not, experimenting with how to make it happen. And then we'll end up finding out that we'll have time to make things happen that matter the most. Like that, that last piece really got me. I was like, but what if you don't have time, but the key is you do. (laughs) So I'm excited to read the rest. I am too. And so we'll be back on the 1st of January. Yay. With part two, part one. And there is a full reading guide um, in the Big Dreams Daily Choice classroom, which you can find at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash group slash crafty ass female. And it tells you all the dates and all of the pages for the rest of the season. And it's gotten, I've broken, broken them all down really well. January. It's basically part two for January, part three for March, part fourth for April. And then I know. I made it pretty easy. I'm so excited. Getting us all the way to April. Do you have any goals yet for January? Any specific goals for like 2020? You know, it's funny you say that. I don't, not super fleshed out, nothing super specific, but I think my one little word and kind of, it it will flesh out through my one little word, I feel like, especially for summer, but I'm going to take those first few months before summer to like figure it out. So as of now, just a lot of more of the same is the goal. I like that. But I know you have awesome ladies. I do. I have, I have another one that I want to work on. I don't know. How, I'm going to set it out as a weekly goal. I don't know how long it's going to stay a weekly goal. I don't know how feasible it is with my schedule. I feel like if I have a lot of help in terms of like people saying, Kristen, you should really do this. And we really want this from you. And like, you should tell us like all the time, like if people are like, Kristen, do this, Uh I might be able to stay on track more with it. Uh So we'll see. All right. I would really,